1: Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. My name's John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning. And it's a a pretty Saturday morning where I am. A little chilly, though. I got up this morning. I think it was in the high 30s, low 40s. It was a little bit bit brisk this morning. Uh, But hopefully, uh, well, what's probably happening, you probably get in your car and there's a low tire light on. And we'll talk about that in a minute, too. Uh, But... uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice day out. And if you follow me on Facebook and all that stuff, I posted both the Boston.com column this morning, the Providence Journal column. And also this week, I had, I had, uh, two kind of fun interviews. One was with, um, with, uh, Ed Lowe. He is the senior vice president with Motor Trend to talk about the, uh, the Le Mans, Le Mans 24 race taking place this weekend. I asked him how he actually pronounced the 24 hours of Le Mans or Le Ma, uh, however, and we actually had some fun with that. And also, I talked with somebody, uh, from a company called Ad Taxi about, uh, you know, kind of COVID and cars, and we talked about that a bit too. So, uh, so you can find that on my Facebook page or YouTube page or AAA's page too. I, I think they should be both posted on AAA's YouTube page by now. And, uh, the 24 hour, uh, Le Mans race is, uh, not to be confused with the Pontiac Le Mans, uh, but the 24-hour race is uh, going to be taking place this weekend, and you can find it on the Motor Trend channel and the Motor Trend app, so you can find it in all those places. So, Well, you know, it's a little bit cool. The air got a little bit cooler. Um, at AAA, one of the major reasons we go rescue people in the wintertime is tire problems, and... Um, you know, do you really need winter tires? I got a email from somebody who lived in Canada, and they're driving their Mercedes from Boston, where they are now, down to Florida, and they wanted to know whether they needed winter tires to do that. And uh, with us on the phone is T.J. Campbell. T.J. Campbell is with Tire Rack. He is a tire information specialist. And, uh, T.J., good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, you know, I've been I've been friends with Tire Rack for a long time. Um I, you know, both in a informational way and uh, you know, over the years have bought a few tires through Tire Rack. And uh originally I think years and years and years probably twenty five years ago, uh Matt Edmonds was on the program. And I assume Matt's still there, right? He hasn't retired yet. Certainly not yet. He's still heavily involved. Yeah, yeah. And we and I remember way back then talking about tires with Matt, and we were talking about all season tires, and and Matt said something like, you know, a good all season tire um, will get you through winter, maybe four or five inches of snow, about seventy percent as good as a good winter tire but he also pointed out that an all season tire is also a compromised tire. It doesn't really. do, you know, it it needs to be um it needs to be everything to all people. So an all season tire in uh Massachusetts has to behave differently than an all season tire in in uh Arizona, different than Orlando, Florida, and different than Elkhart, Indiana, right? Mhm. Yep, certainly does. Although it's, yeah, uh, one of the, it's likely one of the, I'll oh, go ahead. And I was going to say one of the, one of the things is that, um, it, and you know, I say it's a compromise because it, it's sort of a, you know, it's sort of when you go to the store and there's a one size fits all sweatshirt. Well, if you're if you're petite, it may not fit you that well. If you're a big person, it might not fit you that well. But it is kind of one size fits all. And an all season tire does generally a pretty good job, but. For wintertime, really a winter tire is important, right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. The the like you said, the all season tire, it's not specialized. It's the same uh it it needs to serve somebody differently based on their different geographic region, yet it's not specialized for any of those geographic regions uh the way a winter tire in the winter or a summer tire in the summer is, you know, highly focused uh on, on meeting specific needs Uh, for a certain
1: climate condition yes and a a winter tire you know people think about winter you know here in new england you know winter means snow but it also means cold and the rubber compound of a winter tire is different than the rubber compound of a summer or an all-season tire right that's correct. Yeah, they are.
2: They're specifically designed to remain pliable down to sub-freezing temperatures, down to sub-zero temperatures. Uh And it does that in order to maintain traction, whether it's snow, ice, sleet, slush, or even just cold, wet, or dry roads.
1: Mm. Yeah, I remember driving a sports car, and this was years ago. I think it was... uh Some I think it might have been the Mitsubishi 3000 or something, and it had summer tires on it, and it was about 30 degrees outside, and I started it up, and I drove it away, and it sounded like it had four flat tires. The tires Mm -hmm. were summer performance tires, and they just weren't designed for cold temperatures. No, not at all. Uh, you'll find
2: a, a, wide variety of, uh, we'll call them ailments, uh, when you're, when you're driving in that condition. Uh, like you said, uh, it sounded like it had four flat tires. Uh, it's highly likely that they had flat spotted from sitting. They, they heated up when they were being driven and then the vehicle sat and the, the materials that they're made with have a memory, uh, so to speak. Uh, and so it's likely all four tires flat spotted. Um, you probably got some vibration and that's just, uh, you know, more of a, an inconvenience type it's uh, a, you know, type problem. Uh, the, the real problems come with, you know, the lack of traction um, just in the dry, and especially if you get any kind of moisture or snow on the road in those near freezing temperatures.
1: Yeah. A few years ago, I was driving a an Audi A4 uh, all-wheel drive quattro car, and it had summer tires on it, and we got about a half an inch of snow. And I drove it to the end of my street and turned it around and brought it back because I it was <laughs> just so it, yeah it was horrible it was just it was such a terrible car to drive in just that little bit of snow that i came back and i got my own car and put that one away and later uh probably a month or so later i i had the opportunity to drive the same car when they put uh i think they put four blizzaks on it and the car was amazingly Good in the wintertime in the snowy weather. So really tires can, you know, a lot of people think about tires about getting you going, but tires are also the important part of um, getting you to a stop.
2: Certainly. And turning as well. And it is, it's a, you know, it's a magical thing. If you have, um, you know, people, uh, a lot of times out there, there's the, you know, kind of misperception that all wheel drive is all that I need. And it's a very good step. I mean, it it helps you get going undoubtedly, um, but it doesn't assist with braking or turning. And so when you, when you combine uh, really, any drive um, configuration, but but if you have an all-wheel drive vehicle and you you put winter tires on it, it's it is a magical combination.
1: It it really is, and and then if you happen to throw in heated seats, a heated, heated steering wheel, and a remote car starter, oh, you're, sure, you're, I mean, your winter's yeah. perfect. perfect at that point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Matt gives me credit for saying that. W- Tires are the only part of your car that touch the road, and that's why they're so important. I don't know that, I'm not sure I actually said that, but he said I said it, so I'm going to believe it. Um, I'd take that. But, for you. Uh, you know, tires are important, and, uh, and the, um, you know, we, we've done testing kind of with you guys as well at AAA, and when it comes to tire tread depth, even though a tire is, in most states, considered worn out when it's down to 2.30 seconds of tread, it's amazing how much difference in wet weather that a tire with 2.30 seconds of tread versus one with 4.30 seconds of tread performs in a little bit of a wet road condition.
2: Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, any kind of you know precipitation, whether that be rain or snow, it's, it's a volumetric event. It, it requires void area in the tread pattern and depth in the tread pattern to handle that uh it's i mean essentially it's how large is your cup how much can it handle uh and if you have you know deeper tread depth it's a larger cup that can process more volume of water or snow uh before it reaches its limit so yes tread depth definitely is a key component yeah
1: how many tires does tire rack have
2: <laughs> uh the at any time we say we have over one and a half
1: million tires in inventory because um back I want to say it was last April I was driving a Volvo hybrid I hit a pothole in the road ruined the tire it was still drivable but it had a it was a it, it had a bubble in the side of it sure and i called the i called the dealership. I called local tire stores. I called more local tire stores, more local dealerships. And then I called you guys, and you're like, yeah, we can get you one tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty unique tire because it had something I had never seen till I actually took the tire off the rim and looked at it. It had a sound bar inside of it, sort of this Uh, foam channel around the inside of the tire, I guess, and I, and I didn't really look into it anymore, but I assume it was because it was there to quiet road noise down and kind of a very unique tire, and you guys were the only ones that had it.
2: Yep, that's exactly what that foam is for. Uh, we're, we're seeing that uh, more and more with original equipment tires, uh, particularly on electric vehicles, um, since they are so quiet without the, the noise from the internal combustion engine. Uh, the, the vehicle designers are looking for ways to, you know, m- continually decrease the amount of perceptible noise in the cabin, and so that's something that uh, uh, we're seeing, like I said, more and more of, Uh, and it's a a commitment from our owners from back and when we were originally founded, uh that we strive to carry every original equipment tire and stock every original equipment tire uh for vehicles sold in North America or I'm sorry in the United States. Um so yeah it's it's something that uh even if your your Volvo dealership often doesn't have hands on it, uh we typically will have them in inventory.
1: Yeah, I know I called a a big local tire store Sullivan Tire. They're great, great partner to this radio program, and I know they have done business with you guys in the past, mm-hmm. and uh, they said, yeah, we can get it, but we got to get it you know we're probably going to get it from tire rack and i said "Well, i can do that so you know what you know i'll just have it shipped to my house and and sure and sure enough it it's that's how it's you know that's how it showed up and same thing I, i bought four michelins from you guys and same thing they showed up and i was just talking to a neighbor the other day who uh has he says you know when it comes to like winter tires he said they show up on wheels they're all balanced uh they're all mounted they're all good to go he says i just pop them on they're good he just recently on a um on a utility trailer, on a cargo trailer, just needed to get a couple of new tires for it. Uh, did all the research with you guys, which that's one of, I think, Tirex keys to um, how good you guys are, is the amount of research you can do online on your website.
2: It, it really is. You know, that is something... That has differentiated us from the very beginning and that's, I mean, that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm our tire information and testing manager at this point and so, uh, the, the, the curation of the, the online information, the, our testing program, uh, falls under my responsibility. Uh, but also, uh, people find, consumers find our consumer ratings very, very helpful as well, and those, uh, you know, we just report that information that that's in no way affected by us whatsoever. That is strictly crowdsourced mm. data, uh, and it's it's great. You have, uh, you know, the information for the, the the tire nerds. Let's say, you know, the people that really want to learn everything there is. If you want to go as deep as you as you possibly can, we have that. If you just want to see, oh, the experts testing, or you know, our our testing, uh, we mm. have that for you. Or if you just want to know what the you know the general consensus is uh you know what what's the rank order for these tires in this performance category uh you can find that there too you know on our website as well so it's just this great you know swath of information for for whatever it is uh whatever your interest uh, level may happen to be
1: I'm going to call them tire geeks because geeks get stuff done. Nerds sometimes always don't always get stuff done. So perfect, I'll take it. <laughs> so I'm going to call. I'm going to. I'm going to call them tire geeks. And you know, and and that's a good point. And um, you know, recently I got an email from somebody. They had a, a BMW. It's all-wheel drive, and it has all-season tires on it. And they wanted to know about putting winter tires on it specifically winter tires on it but their concern was their car had run flat tires and they wanted to know about can they get away with having non-run flat winter tires and what how would you how would you answer that question to somebody who wants who wants the security of winter tires but maybe doesn't want to spend the extra money for the run flat version sure understood and
2: really it's I guess it boils down to your risk tolerance. Uh, We do have a lot of BMW consumers specifically who buy a a compact spare, and they put that in their trunk. Uh, A lot of, I mean, I guess a lot of BMW drivers in general switch out of their run flats, whether that be all season, summer, or winter. so mm-hmm. we have we have consumers that um, you know they'll they'll buy a, a a portable inflator and you know some tire slime uh, or Potentially, some will, uh, like I said, get the get a compact spare and throw it in the trunk. And some have, you know, they say I have a AAA membership, so you know I, I'm taking my chances. Uh, so you you do lose that extended mobility. I mean, that that's the the run flat tire is a safety feature. It allows you to you know pull over when it's safe when you when you want to almost not when you have to. Um, so anytime you switch out of them, it's uh, it's taking away that added safety net so like i said it it boils down to uh just your risk tolerance
1: yeah it it really does and and my suggestion to this woman was that she if she decided she really needed winter tires and you know with Today, let's face it, people are working at home a lot more. It's not maybe as critical to be out in the worst weather right now. But if she was going to do it, my suggestion, again, was similar to yours. It depends on your risk tolerance. The other part is there's a regular listener to our program that, that worked for Bridgestone. And I remember years ago I took a shot at... Um, run flat tires I said you know you don't get the life out of them they ride hard they're you know I, I, if I was buying a new car and I had run flat tires on I'd rather put conventional tires a spare and a jack in it and a couple of years ago he said to me you really need to reevaluate because today's run flat tires are getting 40, 50, 60,000 miles and the ride is very comparable to a conventional tire would you agree with that? They are getting a lot
2: better. Uh, Bridgestone, in particular, has a product called the DriveGuard, um, which it is it is very very close to the ride of a good all season tire. Uh, I won't I wouldn't say that's generally true completely across the board. Uh, but like all things, you know, all technologies, they are advancing over time. Um, one of the the big reasons that there was that, or at least that I feel that there was that perception that run flat tires don't get a lot of mileage, uh, is often... Vehicles that came equipped with run flat tires, your BMWs, for example, often they were summer tires. And if you have a consumer mm-hmm. that used to use all season tires all the time and then they buy a BMW and it has these run flats and they are noticing that they are, they are stiffer. Um, you know, so that yeah. immediately draws their attention to there's something different about these tires. Uh, and then, you know, they used to get 60,000 miles and now this time they've only gotten 30,000 miles, particularly say out of the rear tires. Uh, uh-huh. and, and it just, you know, it, it kind of gets all lumped together that oh run flat bad because of this um right and like like i said it's not uh it's not universal across the board um but they are advancing in technology and they are getting uh more life than what they used to
1: yeah before we let you go um the weather changed from uh, two days ago here in the Boston area. The weather was 75, almost 80 degrees this morning. It was in the high 30s. I assume that I will get emails throughout the day about tire pressure warning lights going on uh, because of the temperature change, uh, and people sometimes get a little bit panicked. Uh, just put air in the tires, right?
2: Exactly. Yep. Yep. You're you're going to lose uh, approximately one psi for every 10 degrees that the uh, the ambient temperature drops. Uh, so yeah, if you were, uh, you know, maybe that was already a little bit underinflated, but not quite to the threshold where the uh, the, the tire pressure warning light comes on, uh, then that that drop in in temperature would certainly you know push you over that threshold. So yep, yeah, yep, yeah, check your air pressure and add. You got it. Yeah,
1: and check and check. No matter what kind of tires you have on your car, check your air pressure at least once a month. Right. Correct. Yes, sir. Because tires are the only part of your car that touch the ground that's exactly right whoever said that matt thinks it was me i'm gonna take i'm gonna take credit for it so that's what, you that's where we're gonna okay. go i don't think anybody's gonna argue with you about it so, oh, yeah, <laughs> all right and hopefully the tires are the only part of your car that touched the ground so yes because uh, if not then yeah. you're in a bad way <laughs> that's right hey tj i want to thank you for taking time out of your saturday morning and joining us uh up here in massachusetts and uh dot is where you find all the information right Yes, that's right, John. Thank you, and uh, thanks again. And uh, you know, we'll 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 see you around, as they say hey, in yeah. the
2: tire business, right? That's right. The round and yeah. Yep, you got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Have TJ. A good one, John. Thank you. Yep.
1: You too. Bye bye. Bye
2: bye.
1: That was uh, TJ Campbell. He is the manager. His his uh, his LinkedIn page needs to be updated. That was TJ Campbell. He's the manager of tire testing at uh, Tire Rack. And uh, Tire Rack, you know, if you you know, may, you know, maybe you buy your tires at Sullivan Tire. Um, great place to buy tires. You know, I used to work there. I loved, I love Sullivan Tire. Uh, but you know, maybe you said. Uh you know, I want to do a little bit of research. I want to look and see what's out there. I want to do a little bit of price comparison. Uh, Tire Rack's a great way. And, and I know, uh, years ago, talking to the folks from Sullivan Tire, they they were, they, they would buy tires from Tire Rack. So, uh, but just, you know, look, you know, you look at companies like Tire Rack and you look for the information that's available on their website and the consumer views. Great place to go. Great place to look. And, uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, I, I do a lot of research. I'll be, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, I do a lot of research on their website when people have tire questions. And especially like the person with the BMW who had all-season tires, she told me exactly what kind of tire was on her car. And the and the winter wintertime reviews for the all-season tires were pretty good. I told her unless I went skiing, I probably would stick with the all-seasons. But you want that extra security. There was nothing like a, a winter tire. We need to take a break, pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Our phone number, uh, pretty easy, 800 370 1049. 800 370 1049. We will be right back.
0: it's Liz and Chris. Wake up with us weekday mornings starting at 6. We'll inform and entertain as you get ready for your day. Local news with Hank Morse, our daily forecast with Mark Rosenthal, and Erica with her e-blast as she covers the world of entertainment.
2: Laugh and learn with us. Liz and Chris, weekday mornings 6 to 10. Your local connection on North Shore 1049.
3: We make it easy. That's the case.
4: Junior, the new Kelly Jeep in Linfield, the largest full-service Jeep dealership in the United States, is now open.
3: And it has all the latest technology to better serve our customers fast, efficiently, and safely. Not only that, to celebrate the grand opening lease, the new 2020 Jeep Renegade Trailhawk 4x4 with zero down, plus the normal lease startup cost,
4: only $169 a month, during the Jeep Adventure Days sales event. Visit Kelly Jeep, the largest full-service Jeep dealership in the United States, with 43,000 square feet of fun. Hey, hey, how's that for making it easy?
3: easy. That's the Kelly
4: AAA knows how important it is to keep your family safe, happy, and healthy. That's why when you're ready to get back out, AAA will be there to provide you peace of mind on the road with 24-7 roadside assistance in any car, whether you're the driver or the passenger. Join AAA today and pay for your membership with low monthly payments. Visit aaa.com slash join.
3: It's Caitlin from Mac. This just in. Mac Group Fitness is now online. Introducing Mac Whoa. Workout at home. Our new online-only membership designed to give you access to your favorite Mac instructors from anywhere. Enjoy over 60 on-demand workouts as well as over 20 virtual classes every week, including yoga, bar, pilates, and more. Get unlimited access to all things Mac online for just $39 a month. More info online at macathletics.com. Don't put mercury in the trash. Don't put mercury in the trash. Fluorescent lamps. Fluorescent lamps. Thermometers. Thermometers. Thermostats. Thermostats. Button batteries. Button batteries. mercury so you can dispose of them properly mercury is harmful to human health and the environment to learn what products in your home may contain mercury and where to safely dispose of them please contact your local board of health or department of public works or visit keep mercury brought to you by wheelabrator technologies the people who convert your trash into clean renewable electricity know your products with mercury so you can dispose of them properly
1: Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9, 104.9 FM. And uh, we were just talking about the Mercury commercial. And uh, besides Mercury, the car, uh, I guess I'm so old I remember that in school, they would let us literally play with liquid Mercury. You'd pour it out of a bottle and try to, like, push it around the table Then also give us a piece of something that was radioactive and put it on top of like a piece of film and it would it would develop the film it's like well what was wrong with what was wrong with us you know <laughs> Wait, what school did you go to john <laughs> so you played with uh,
0: mercury and radioactivity
1: yeah i know i know yeah i'm, I'm all, but but they they I, I remember having a little you know a uh a, a polaroid unex, un exposed uh, Polaroid film and you would put a piece of this little radioactive chunk of something on top of it and it would expose the film and they said look that's what that 's what radioactivity does and then they'd say you' oh, try to you know look look at uh, mercury it's not really a liquid it's not really a solid it's something in between look how it behaves and uh, no wonder why I turned out the way I am <laughs> Sorry. the world was I, a different I, I don't mean to laugh but. The, the world was a different place then. i what guess I, say? I guess it yeah. was all right students yeah. uh, today we're going to play uh, yeah. with mercury yeah, that's right that's right don't drink it yeah exactly so <laughs> uh anyway let's go back to let's go back to cars and car stuff and uh sure thing and let's and let's talk to jim and quincy jim good morning
5: good morning thanks for taking my call sure uh I too played with Mercury in a job I had earlier in my life and we just had a jar of it in the lab and bring all the broken thermometers together. It was a great time. Nobody got hurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't think. Call. We don't think anyone got hurt, you yeah. know. Well, I'm
5: seventy one now and that was back in the seven.
1: Okay, all right. So you're you're doing good, okay. And, yeah,
5: no effects that I know of. check with my wife. There we go. <laughs> i was uh, I bought a uh, an RV and I live in Massachusetts mm-hmm. and I called up AAA to find out what they did for a service or yep. I for years and they said they don't do anything
1: Well, that's not really true we won't We won't tow your RV because our towing equipment is designed for regular equipment, but on the other hand, if you ran out of gas or needed a jump start We'll still do that, but, but you know, the private company Good Sam is what most, most people, you know, most people count on. You know, out in other parts of the country, you go out to the AAA club out in Arizona. They have RV coverage. We just haven't gotten enough requests to, you know, try to get a network of towers in place to be able to handle the RV business, because RVs just are not as big here as they are as other places in the country. But if you said, if, you know, changing a tire would be a different story. But if you said, Hey, I, I kind of goofed up. I ran out of gas. Can you bring me a gallon of gas? We'd, we'd still bring you a gallon of gas. Or if your battery well, dead, would, you know, if we could get to the batteries, I mean, sometimes they're located in funny little compartments, but you know, if we can get to the battery, we'll still, we'll still try sort to of jump start it
5: yeah mine's just a toe behind but uh oh, okay. Oh, okay. and i didn't know i didn't know i just kind of from the response i got from the receptionist i, I just didn't think they did anything but i don't know what I was looking for they still change a tire on my on my uh, r v um uh,
1: if you have a if you have a toe behind travel trailer and travel trailer yes yeah and and again i and and the way i interpret our membership and you know I've only been there for thirty five years so you know, sometimes I, I look at stuff different than some of the new people, but the way I interpret it, um, you know, if we can, if we can change a flat tire with the, you know, a jack and a lug wrench like we would change a regular car tire, um, you know, if you said, well, it's got, you know, you know, if, uh, if I had a trailer with twenty two fives on it, well, you, you need to call a truck, you need to call a truck shop. Uh, but if it's a okay. conventional, you know, 15, 16 inch tire on a travel trailer and we can jack it up, I would think we would. Um, but yeah, trailer towing, you know, from, for most, for most people, uh, they will go with good Sam and, you know, because they're, you know, that, you know, good Sam is owned by the same people that own, um, the, the big, uh, camping, camping, uh, uh, and RV super stores all across the country. The, 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 they, they started their own towing service and started their own, uh, road service for that. Just, uh. Um, I it's it, it, just one of those, you know, they, they matched up their, they matched up a need with, uh, you know, they sell a, a whole bunch of RVs all year, so they figured they'd start a, start a, uh, road service business with it. But we'll always try to, you know, for instance, if you said, I have a pickup truck with a utility trailer, the utility trailer's got a, you know, I I don't know, a lawn tractor on the back of it, and can I get my truck towed because it broke down, um, yeah, we'll come and tow you, we'll come and tow your truck, but we can't tow your truck and your trailer together because we don't have the equipment to be able to do that. And then in that case it becomes a triple tow anyway, which is illegal in most places. So there's I mean there is certainly limitations. Our our road service, you know, our road service equipment and AAA membership is meant to handle um meant to handle, you know, what we can handle with conventional towing equipment um, you know, uh, you, you know that kind of reflects what Regular cars are
5: okay, well, hey. I appreciate hearing that and um stay away from that mercury
1: i I guess I guess that's the only thing to do i, I don't have any right now so i I would I'll like to find myself. a nice old i would I, I would like to find a nice old mercury somewhere that'd be kind of fun
5: they're out there, but they're getting expensive
1: they are they are you know it, it's uh we were we were talking with somebody the other day about how uh some of these cars that were uh, fairly inexpensive, whether it's something like uh, you know uh, some of the some of the fun little imports. I mean, when I was a kid, I had an MGB, and uh, the uh, I saw I saw something just the other day, the chrome bumper MGBs that you know were you know fifteen hundred dollar cars when when I was in my twenties. All of a sudden, they're thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar cars now, and uh, you know you're yeah. you're you're lucky depending on what you get, how badly it was put back together because of you know rust and engine issues and all of that. So yeah, some of these cars, you know, whether it's a, you know, whether it's a a nice old Mercury and, you know, people love the, you know, 49 Mercuries and stuff like that, they just uh, but they've they're all getting expensive. That's for that's for sure.
5: Well, I did notice uh, I look at a lot of those sites and I did notice that the 50s and 60s cars seem to be coming down in price. Um you know, they have a listing usually on the magazine that'll mm-hmm. say what their average selling price is, and they seem to be considerably lower than their average selling prices from history. Yeah. So I think at least the 50s and 60s are coming down, maybe make them more reasonable, I don't know.
1: Well, I, and somebody told me a little bit of the theory behind that. People like to buy what they couldn't afford when they were young. Or else they're buying what they maybe had when they were young, but they want a good example of it. And, and as people are getting older, the people that want, you know, uh, uh, a fifties a car, they're just those people aren't around as much anymore. So now people are looking at, you know, the sixties cars and the seventies cars because that's kind of the age group that has the money to be able to buy those cars, which is driving those prices up. So
5: that's probably yeah. more true. That's correct. Yeah, yeah I hadn't thought about yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, unfortunate. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the good news is the good news is we're getting older, which is way better than the alternative, right?
5: Well, you could prove it by. I just realized I just sold my Corvette and my motorcycle,
1: so I guess I'm in that category. But again, the alternative to getting older is not a good thing. So, uh, yeah, but that's okay. Good, good point. All right, thanks, Jim. Thank you, John. We got to get going. Thanks, Jim. Bye, bye. Uh, that must be a sad day when you sold your Corvette and your motorcycle. It must feel a little bad. You must feel like a little piece of. I, and I wonder if he sold his helmet, because oh, that's always. Oh, the,
0: I, I that, bet it went with it the whole the whole shebang. But
1: that's but that's always the thing, you know. I I have owned motorcycles over the years, and I um, real motorcycles, not what I have now, which isn't anything. But I always kept my helmet because I always thought there was going to be a chance. Did I ride again?
0: Ah, good point. Well, I wonder how. Yeah, wonder how so, Jim
1: handled that. It's, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to find we'll out. Have to find hey, out. our phones. Our phone lines are open at 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049 is how you get through and talk to us. We need to take another break because uh, Fifth said we need to take another break. So I, I, he's in charge. I, I'm just. I'm just here. I'm just here on the other side. So uh, you're listening to the Car Doctor program on North Shore one zero four nine. Uh, we'll be right back.
4: shine, shampoo, renew, and body work too. There's a difference in detailing and detailing done right by HMA does it best. Drive a clean and sanitized vehicle. Over 50 years of experience so you can feel confident with their care. Pickup and delivery is available now on the North Shore area. So call right now. 978-744-4444 Visit HMACarCare.com 57 Grove Street in Salem, Mass. 978-744-4444
5: into dirty work this Sunday morning at 6:30 as we move to an hour format with me, Billy Pickles, and Michelle Thistle. Michelle, it's going to be great to talk about all your home projects. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This Sunday morning at 6:30 for a full hour of dirty work powered by the be Hardware.
4: AAA knows All how right, important car, it is I to just, keep a your family just back. safe, happy, and healthy. That's why when you're I ready to Jim, get back out, AAA Jim. will be there to provide you peace of mind on the road with 24 7 roadside assistance in any car, whether you're the driver or the passenger. Join AAA today and pay for your membership with low monthly payments. Visit slash join.
0: If it's local you want, it's local we have. Your local connection, North Shore 1049. I, Tank Morse, join me weekday mornings, We'll have local news, entertainment, music to get you going, and lots of laughs. Laugh and learn weekday morning from 6 to 10 on your local connection, North
1: Shore 1049.
0: Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Eisenthal. Here is your North Shore 104.9 forecast surveying the North Shore and the Merrimack Valley. For today, sunshine, blue sky. It's cool. Temperature is 55 to 60. Clear, cold overnight with a chance of frost away from the coast. Many inland areas will be freezing or below, but right along the water's edge, it'll be closer to 40. Yeah, tomorrow, lots of sunshine. Nice day, a cool day. It'll be in the 50s. Monday, sunshine near 60. Then we're back into the 70s here by midweek next week weather forecast Bing, about to you by the Berry Tavern on High Street in Danvers the Berry Tavern is now open frontside patio dining and indoor dining while continuing to offer curbside pickup, takeout and delivery through local delivery companies they serve north end Italian specialties like veal parmesan and chicken bivinotto with homemade pasta and sauce as well as brick oven pizza they also serve salads, soups sandwiches, steak tips, burgers, fries along with cocktails, beer and wine call the Berry Tavern 978 777-2377 Seven 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 two three seven seven for reservations and check their menu out online by going to berrytavern.com For local North Shore, 1049. I'm Mark Fall.
1: Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore one zero four nine. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor here to help you with your car problems. Our phone number eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. Let's talk to Paul from Braintree, and I think he's. Uh, let's see what's going on with his. You know we've we've had we've had Mazda disasters. You know Mike from Hingham, you know having his problems with his Miata, uh, which is an absolute bulletproof car in fact i asked him the other day how he made out he went to uh he went to the local dealership and they changed the oil and they told him they don't want to do valve lifters on the car or tappets on the car or adjust the tappets for whatever reason uh i think he needs to find a specialist and actually one of our one of our podcast listeners uh said uh actually listened to the program the other day online which is kind of fun and uh he said uh he said he there's a there's a uh, uh a mazda specialist out near him and i forwarded the information to mike and even though it's kind of a long ways to go maybe you could recommend somebody local that could help him out so um the power of radio paul good morning so what's up with hey. your mazda uh, well, well good
6: morning well first of all talk about old cars um i had a relative who had a about Mercury's, a '56 Mercury Montclair convertible was black with the, uh, a, a white little uh, something uh, uh, between the front door and the back window, uh, yep. uh, back seat. Actually, I would kill to have that today. It was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Um, but anyway. well,
1: you know that, that's that's the problem. You know, you saw all these cars that you really liked, and I only know one person who as they got near retirement they bought an old dairy farm and they bought it because it had a it had a cement building that kept they kept cows in and he bought it with the idea of from then on any old car that he found that was just a too good you know, too good a deal. You know, because you see these cars sometimes, they've been sitting in someone's barn for years and the person just wants to get rid of it. But they, you know, you don't have the space or at the time you didn't have the money. And this guy has a little bit of money now, not a lot, I don't think. But he said, I have, I finally have the space. So, you know, probably in 20 years somebody will say he'll have a whole bunch of junky cars. But on the other hand, he has, you know, he, he, that was his dream to find this, find the space. Right. So, you know, it fortunately just, I live yeah, in, it, I live uh, in a, I live in a little house and I can't collect too much junk.
6: Well, yeah, I, yeah, I don't have a garage yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, back to the Mazda. Um, I don't know. I, it, the car was fine. I went. I think everything I backed. I said about the dealership last week. I literally drove in to the service bay, and as I was driving in, my engine light went on. I've wondered whether there was some there was some <laughs> little radio transmission going on from from the dealership. I don't think so. Uh, mm. But I had the oil change because it's a great deal to get the oil change there with coupons. Yep. Yep. And um, when they came back, uh, they gave me an estimate for work that needed to be done, which was close to sixteen hundred dollars. Mm.
5: Um,
6: they said uh, I needed a new thermostat and my transmission lines were leaking. Um, I have a, uh, and I uh, thanks to you, I have a, a scan. Scan test thing. I plugged it Mm -hmm. into the little port, and it, I don't know, P108, I think is what the code was, and it said that my thermostat was running cold, not hot. Mm -hmm. Um, I have yet to notice anything dripping, but I'm in the process of getting as many estimates as I can. There's a fellow who just does transmission in in Quincy, and um, he's going to look at the car on on Tuesday, and in the meantime, I get some other estimates.
1: Yeah. What, what do you think I should do? You know. I'm, well, I I'm would confused. I would change I would, you know, the the code that came up that indicates the engine's running cold and normal. What that basically means is the thermostat's stuck open a little bit. So, yeah. the idea of the way an engine thermostat's supposed to work is there will pick a temperature, there you know 205 degrees and when the engine hits 205 degrees the engine thermostat opens. water circulates through the radiator it cools off to under 205 degrees the thermostat closes and it and it repeats that cycle literally every few minutes um, and when the thermostat opens it's usually enough where the sensor is for either the engine or in the in the radiator it turns the cooling fans on if necessary it'll cool the coolant off a little bit more it cools off the thermostat closes you know, the engine heats up, the thermostat opens, water circulates, closes back down again. So that, that happens on a continual basis. If the thermostat's stuck open a little bit, not wide open, but just stuck open a little bit, um, the temperature's gonna run less than, say, 190 degrees or 180 degrees, and which, um, which doesn't sound terrible, but on the other hand, it's not heating up as hot as it should be, which can affect some of the other emissions equipment on the car, and, Although you don't notice now, on a five degree day in the middle of wintertime, you'll say, the heat just doesn't feel as warm. How come? Yeah. Well, because the thermostat's stuck open a little bit. So changing the thermostat, getting a new thermostat put in there, and your, as I recall from your email, yours is a four cylinder engine? It is. Yep, four. It is, which, um, the six cylinder engines have had a very complex looking. Thermostat housing, a water outlet housing, the thermostat sat in, and what was very common with those is the they they, they leaked coolant too, and it was uh, it, Mazda even came out and said, "Don't replace the housing; it's just an O ring. Put a new O ring in it. Put it back together." But a lot of the dealers just automatically put the housing in. The price they gave you to replace a thermostat sounded like it was based on the six cylinder engine not on the four-cylinder because it still isn't the easiest thing to get to it's probably 90 minutes worth of work but it's Mm -hmm. not there's not a lot of parts involved so i'm not sure how they got up to that kind of money and the uh, cooling lines um you know you're you're kind of in of a funny situation because neither of the problems are serious all of the problems could cause serious problems, so in other words, if you 're slightly leaking cooling lines, so for the transmission the transmission lines they and they run transmission fluid into the radiator and back out again and sometimes what happens is some of these lines are, are have kind of a rubber um, rubber sheath over them to sort of protect them from abrasion. But sand and salt collects in them, and it actually causes the metal line to rust. And they yeah, could be, be just so. seeping a little bit of fluid right now, which is not that big a deal and pr- not even enough to drip on the ground. But the transmission pressures can be fairly, you know, up in the up in the you know, 50, 60, 90 pounds of pressure. And it can go from a, you know, kind of seeping through the rusty line to a leak. And if it pumps out a lot of transmission fluid, you can ruin the transmission. So, okay. it kind of makes sense to get it done. And the same thing with the thermostat. The thermostat's, you know, the engine's running fine. It's maybe running, you know, 10, 15 degrees cooler than normal. No big deal. But that same sticky thermostat could stick closed and cause the engine to overheat. So, I would yeah. want to get both of those things done, but the prices okay. sounded to me expensive.
6: I, yeah, to, to me too. I mean, I went in and I thought I was going to spend about uh, fifty-five dollars to get my oil changed, you know, and um, yeah. I did. Yeah. But uh, the uh, the transmission fellow that I looked at, I went to the other day. He's going to look at it on Tuesday. Said sometimes that they can uh, those transmission lines can be either patched or they take out the bad yep. part and we re- right. solder it. Or yep. whatever.
1: Yeah, you don't. You um, don't necessarily have to put the whole. You know several hundred dollar line system in sometimes mm-hmm. if it's a metal line and it's just it's a metal line, so you cut out the bad part of the metal line and you put a couple of a uh, couple of unions in you you put it all back together and it's good as new um sometimes um there's a sort of a suction and return line uh the, the one side's a higher pressure line than the other sometimes you can patch that um so it really depends it it depends on. Where it is, what it is, um, you know, the, the, typically a dealership is going to want to replace the whole line system. It's just what they yeah. do. Where uh, an independent shop or transmission shop says, you know, look at it and go, I just cut out the old piece, put a new piece, and you'll be fine. And that's yeah, fine, that's too. Bit,
6: The triangle, actually, is who he is in, uh, in, uh, in okay. Quincy. The, um, uh, what should be the, uh, how much should an average repair like that cost?
1: Well, I mean you you're looking at you know, you're looking at labor rates now that run from 90 to 130 dollars 140 dollars an hour. I would think mm-hmm. uh you know, if depending on how hard it is to get to the how hard it is to get to the line to to piece something in there, you're just looking at per hour rate. So it could be as simple as an hour. Mm-hmm. And and a, and a and a chunk of and a chunk of tubing for $15. Oh, yeah, well, that'd
6: be great.
1: You know, so yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, so it could yeah. Yeah. In the you know, the and, and if you can get it, you know, if you can get it, if you can get it done for, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars, you know, give me one hundred and fifty dollars and give me a book. Absolutely, I already,
6: already I already, I already <laughs> plugged the book with him. Sorry, a little bit ahead. Um, the There you uh, go. Uh, but. Uh, uh, yeah, he seems like a good guy. What about the, uh, he may even look at the thermostat too. I mean, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, the the, therm, the thermostat, uh, I think I think it's about 90 minutes. Uh, you know, it's going to be a couple hundred, you know, probably a couple hundred bucks for labor. You know, depending on how old the coolant is, maybe put some fresh coolant in it, put a thermostat in it, uh, you know, maybe another $50 or $60 worth of materials. So to me, it sounds like 250 $265, something like that.
6: Okay, well that's that's not uh, not,
1: not sixteen hundred.
6: That's a big chunk yeah. different from
1: sixteen
6: hundred dollars. Yeah. So uh, yeah. again, I thank exactly. you. And all and right, I think sure you're thing. Thank okay, let. Me, Mark.
1: L- Go ahead. Yeah, I did. Uh, thank you, note from, from your Paul. friend for uh, yeah from Paul and uh, about uh, about Jeff Williams shop over Randolph. So, Yep. Yeah, perfect. He's, he's so hey, happy we got to we got to take another break. Goodbye. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. All right. right, Take care. Bye-bye. We need to take another break uh, because Biff said it's time to take another break. Peter, if you're on hold, stay right there. We will be with you as soon as we get back. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 104.9.
7: Hi, folks. This is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. And if you're planning to replace the windows in your home, I have just two words for you. Anderson Windows. Anderson is the most trusted name in windows throughout the United States. See the complete line of Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber. We measure
3: up.
7: AAA
4: knows how important it is to keep your family safe, happy, and healthy. That's why when you're ready to get back out, AAA will be there to provide you peace of mind on the road with 24-7 roadside assistance in any car, whether you're the driver or the passenger. Join AAA today and pay for your membership with low monthly payments. Visit aaa.com slash join.
7: Michel Mitsubishi in Danvers wants to lend a helping hand in these trying times. We have brand new vehicles for used car pricing. If you're in the market for a used vehicle, stop looking. Drive to Michel Mitsubishi in Danvers and get a brand new sedan or SUV for used car pricing. There's no risk. They come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Zachary, tell the local listeners about these great values.
0: Dad, what I'm most excited for is our new Outlander Sport, totally redesigned for 2020, and it's the best it's ever looked. It includes great features like Apple CarPlay, Ford Collision Mitigation, and Lane Departure Warning. At Michaud Mitsubishi, we've adjusted our new car pricing just for you. Here's a couple examples. A brand new 2020 Outlander Sport, all-wheel drive, with all the features, just $21.9. Need a sedan that gets 50 miles per gallon? Try our 2020 Mitsubishi Mirage, starting at
7: just twelve nine. Mitsubishi stands for safety, reliability, and value. New cars for used car pricing. Michoauto.com
0: September is National Recovery Month, and this coming Tuesday, September 22nd, From 10 till noon, North Shore 1049's Erica Hemingway will be broadcasting from Recovery Centers of America on Lindahl Street in Danvers. Tune in this Tuesday from 10 till noon, Erica Hemingway and special guests from Recovery Centers of America as North Shore 1049 recognizes September is Recovery Month.
1: Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. Uh, I just saw a little article that says childhood admiration leads to 42 Volkswagens. Uh, Taylor Bryant was in high school when he spotted a light blue 1961 Volkswagen Beetle at a red light and asked the driver if it was for sale. He paid $500 for it. It was the first of 42 Volkswagens that Bryant has owned. He said, he uh, that really got me into cars. Well, with us on the phone is Peter from Salem, Peter, have you ever owned forty-two cars? Uh, no, <laughs> four. No, four, three four. oldies, one modern one. And uh, and, and and which felt like and which me- one's giving you the trouble? The
7: the, uh, the modern
1: one's giving you the trouble, right?
7: Yes, John, yeah. I'm
1: driving down the, the
7: road, and it felt like the trans. It's got a CVT transmission. Yep, mm-hmm. felt like it was slipping. The transmission. Uh, went in the Y, did my workout, came out, and it was okay.
5: So well, um,
7: no, no lights on the dash or anything. Um, I'm just a little concerned. This is supposedly the driver, John. This this thing, my Etzel was more reliable. Uh, but anyway, um, what do you think?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if it really did feel like the transmission slipping, um, you know, it it. it the transmission slipping. Um, there is, um, you know, they have had some transmission problems to the point where, you know, where Honda was, you know, had a transmission. They don't rebuild them. They just exchange them. They put a remanufactured one in. Um, they, it is, um, it is a little bit unusual uh, that it would do that. They had, you know, there was... Um, there was also some computer updates they did when they replaced the transmission, which you know, which leads me to believe there may have you know some of it may be computer related. But you did the updates after you put the transmission in. Um, I, they did there,
7: some updates with me. Uh, if you remember this long, tall tail here, um, the battery died within an oh a yeah 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 two years, and then. I put a new battery in, and then there was a um, like a circuit breaker unit, and they there was a recall. I they sent me back, <clears throat> and they did some updates then. But everything's been relatively good since the
1: starter and the battery. Yeah. Uh,
7: now this, but right now it seems to be fine. It's
1: it's it's. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and that's unfortunately that's kind of the, you know what you know what do you how do you fix something that's not broken? That's
7: it. That's it.
1: Yeah. 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 Um uh, I know and, and what y- you said yours that's a thirteen? Thirteen. Honda Accord yeah. sport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, roll and- yeah, I mean that's you know, that's probably the you know, that's I'm not gonna say that's the most problematic of the uh, of the Honda Accords with the C V T transmission, but it's um you know you know Honda Honda over the years it's kind of funny Honda over the years have been some of the most reliable cars you know on the planet, except for the transmissions. The yeah. transmissions have not been the most reliable part of those cars, but the rest of the car generally is so good that you know people sort of forgive the the transmission issue with them but um, you know it 's one of those it 's one of those things that you you look at and you go what what can possibly be wrong? But, um, you know, even even consumer reports, you know, when you look up a 2013 Honda Accord, says the transmission in that car is, you know, far better than the average car. So, right. Right. Hmm. Hmm. yeah, um, at this point, kind of write it off as a, I don't know. A burp? And then... Uh, And then uh, if it does it again, bring it, you know, probably bring it to a transmission specialist or the dealer. And even, like I said, even the dealer's not going to rebuild it. They're just going to take it out and put a new one in. Right, right. Yeah. All right, John. Well. Okay. Never-ending saga. Well, it's it's the never-ending saga of owning anything with wheels on it. You know, I guess, you know, nothing, you know. You know, there's no better way to, you know, you know, unless you're gonna, if it floats or it rolls, you're gonna lose money on it, I guess. So. Right, right. Someone once okay.
7: said to me, "If
1: it's mechanical, it's bound to break down." That is true. That right. is true. Anything, anything that anything that can wear will eventually break. You're absolutely right. Exactly. All right, Peter. Good luck with right, it, right, and hopefully, thank you. hopefully, it was just some weird glitch, and uh, you know, right, uh, right. good, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's all, all right. I'm
7: hoping for, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: There you okay, go. go all right. Take Ready. care, Peter. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Okay, here's here's an interesting story to finish off the day. Latest Rolls-Royce Ghost. Uh, Biff, you have a Rolls, right?
0: I do have a Rolls, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I thought so. But it's, Rolls-Royce... It's in the, the parking uh, lot. You've seen it, yeah. right? You've seen I've it. I've seen it, yeah. 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 But, but the Ghost is Rolls-Royce best-selling cars, and it's getting a bigger footprint. Even in the redesigned luxury nameplate, according to Automotive News, uh, in forging the latest Ghost, it retains the Rolls-Royce signature face and stance. Uh, designers sought a minimalistic uh, aesthetic, even before customers' newfound desire for less. Customers want less flashy these days, apparently. They must go with the year 2020, less flashy. Less flashy. So, but, the, but the vehicle now is 218 inches long, which is three and a half inches longer than it was. An aluminum body, and uh, it's one big car. I'll say that, and probably only four hundred thousand dollars. So, hey, we got to go. That music means we got to go. Biff, thanks for doing a great job, like you always do. Thank you, John. Uh, we will be we will be back next week, uh, and uh, uh, Breaking Bread uh, is going to be on right after. That's us. right. Yeah, yeah a special so, uh, so, special
0: so. Uh, uh, broadcasting of Breaking Bread is right after us yeah. next Saturday.
1: Yeah. I got. I got. I got to talk to him about uh, top split hot dog rolls. Why uh, is it a New England thing?
0: You know? Joe. Joe, Joe will be able to answer that question. I assure I'm, you.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Hey, we got to go. Until next week, make sure you drive safely, wear your seatbelt, be good to your car, wash your hands. Talk to y'all next week. Bye bye.